Is it worth it? The Film Review Podcast presents Road to the Oscars. Join me, David Long, on this journey as we talk all things Oscars before the big event, the 94th Academy Awards, on Sunday the 27th of March, 2022. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Road to the Oscars. Hello and welcome to Series 3, Episode 1 of Road to the Oscars. My name is David Long and I am your host. Thank you for joining me on this journey as we count down the days to the 94th Academy Awards on the 27th of March 2022 in sunny Los Angeles, US of A. If you love award season, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Over the next few months, join me and a variety of guests as we take a deep dive into this year's awards season. We will discuss a variety of categories. We will analyze those precursors, but most importantly, we will keep you, the listener, informed about all things Oscars. On today's episode, we will be tackling the biggest, yes, the biggest category of them all, Best Picture. This season's uh, episode is much later in the calendar than last year, allowing us to have a clearer insight into how the Best Picture 10 may look. At the moment, it certainly looks like a three-headed monster. Uh, In terms of the win, between The Power of the Dog, West Side Story and Belfast. However, the exact nature of the 10 nominees is still very much open for debate. On this episode, we will discuss the potential nominees in all their glory and predict what may win come Oscars Sunday. So get comfortable and get ready for the first in this year's Road to the Oscars series. So, it gives me great pleasure to introduce my first guest on this year's Road to the Oscars series. It's Oscars pundit, YouTuber, and friend of the show, Max Joseph. Max, how art thou? Ugh, you're too good to me. Thou art good. (laughs) I'm good. I'm so happy to see your face and be back on, on your show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely uh, wonderful to have you here. Obviously, a big fan of your work, and we've got a a roller coaster of an award season so far. A long yeah. way to go as well. Um, before we dive into the best picture puzzle, uh, I just want to give you an opportunity to tell our lovely listeners where they can find all your wonderful work and what all your socials are. Definitely. So. I'm obviously on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Max Joseph Film Person, and then social, Twitter, Instagram, and letterboxed at mjoseph492. Uh, that's pretty much everything, I think. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and I really do recommend uh, you give Max a follow. Um, so, Max, as I said, it's great to have you back on the show to study this best picture race. Before we dive into that, I just want to pick your brain on awards season so far, what you've made of it. And dare I ask, what's the most dramatic and or surprising thing we've seen so far this award season? Yeah, I. it's a really interesting season um 
there seems to be that, at least for my brain, that kind of Nomadland Chloe Zhao feel of like, um, she's, Jane Campion's kind of dominating right now, mm. as is uh, the power of the dog as far as like wins are concerned. Because I believe yeah. like, I don't know, power of the dog, I think has 25 wins right now. And Belfast is in second, tied with Licorice Pizza at five, I think. Yeah. And then when it comes to like director, I least last time I did my math, I think Jane Campion is like thirty-eight wins. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh has one. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's giving me like the Nomad Land feel. Um, but like, you know, then you have like your tech categories. You got the Dune and you have West Side Story competing in a lot of the tech. Um I'm also very happy that there's two major musicals fighting for best picture right now. I'm really, really excited for that as an actor. Um, that makes me very, very happy. Um, mm. One of the things you said was uh, dramatic and or surprising thing. I think I'm trying to go back and see what, like I'm going back in my list and seeing like, oh, what missed. Um, I, I uh, what was it? There was a, there was a Ace Eddie that missed. I think it was West Side Story that missed. Yes, that's correct. That yeah. that to me was shocking. That actually, wait, that was number two behind the best animated of the animated movie of the year missing the Golden Globes, which the is Jews missiles versus, versus machines. machines. Yes. And that missing globe is massive and mm. doesn't make any sense to me. And in the history of the award, the, the if if you weren't nominated for Globe, you've never won the oh, best wow. picture at the Oscars. And obviously, if people watch my channel, they know that I'm animated is my favorite category. So I'm yeah. very nervous about Mitchell's missing. Out of all of the things, that was the most shocking, mm. believe it or not. Second was probably West Side missing cinematography. I thought that that was like almost a shoe in for a nomination, at least uh, for uh, Janice Kaminsky. So yeah, those are my two big and ones. Yeah, and finally, could I just pick your brain? What did you think of, I know this isn't Best Picture related, but I couldn't resist. Sure, sure. What did you think of Christian Stewart missing the SAG? Was that... Thank, uh, oh, yes. Sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> See, I mean, was, that was, for me, my my jaw hit the floor. On the podcast, <laughs> I said that she was a slam dunk nomination in a multiple right. universe theory in every universe, and it looks like she might not even get the Oscar nomination in this universe. It's crazy. That is correct. And Nicole Kidman winning, that was surprising. Mm, um, yeah. But Kristen Stewart missing SAG was massive. I think, unfortunately, her chances just kind of keep going down and down. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's possible. She definitely still has a shot. Um, yeah. yeah, that was a big one, too. I, there were a few weird ones. That, that is definitely one of them. She, yeah. She's... Yeah, and Rachel Zegler, I was really hoping she'd get in. Um, but she's, uh, Kristen Stewart can still get BAFTA. Yeah, I actually think she'll miss BAFTA, um, which I've been predicting for quite a while. But um, right. the, the crazy thing about award season is you just don't know what's going to happen. But a few things have happened. So let's dive into those, Max. And one of the first Definitely. things to mention is that the PGA nominees are out. That's the Producers Guild of America, a huge precursor for the Oscars. Probably, I would say, 
um, in my opinion, one of the most important, and the crossover stats uh, tend to suggest that. So I'll briefly run through the nominees, the 10 nominees for the Producers Guild of America yep. Awards. The ones that were nominated were Being the Ricardos, Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, The Power of the Dog, Tick, Tick, Boom, and hmm. West Side Story. Um, Max, what did you make of this 10, and are you playing it safe? Is, is this the Oscars 10? Okay, so I'm going to answer this in a few ways. So first, uh, a fun stat for everyone who listens is that Mm. PGA is 157 out of 189 at predicting the eventual Best Picture nominee or winner. And it would would be out of 199, but the first two years were only winners. There were no nominees. Um, But they happened to choose the Best Picture anyway. Um, So just to give you, like, perspective of how important the PGA nominations are. So that is... Mm. Huge. Um, The only one that I have missing. So I like if we're getting down to it, I have nine of them in. Okay. Um, The one I don't have is being the Ricardos. That's my one that I'm like, "Ah, I Mm. don't know. I think that they could go that way. Um I mean, they only, listen, the last, in 2019, it was, they got all the nominees. In 2018, they got all the nominees. But in 2017, they didn't have two of them. And then another year of all of them. So, like, it's it's pretty, they'll have at least eight. At yeah, least. Yeah, I agree. And I have to imagine the only ones that are, like, on the fence, it's probably Tick, Tick, Boom, but not for a good reason. Like yeah. it still has 10 really big nominees or wins in like Globe, BAFTA, PGA. Uh, it just, it has all the things that it needs, but I don't know. I don't know what that 10th slot is going to be. Cause it could be, it, it it could be being the Ricardos. It could also be drive my car. It could be a nightmare yeah. alley. They might throw a wrench and just like go Spencer, you mm. know? Wow, like, yeah, that would be or, that would be a surprise. Yeah, or, or I mean, we'll get more to, into it, but maybe a certain Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll talk yeah, about I that mean, soon, I'm sure. I mean, for me, I've got a solid eight, and the two that are um, sort of on the fence are being the Ricardos and Tick, Tick, Boom. And yeah, I agree. <laughs> I've got to be honest, my, my Tick, Tick, Boom being on the fence is because I was blown away by Andrew Garfield, but I wasn't blown away by the overall piece. I thought it could have been a little bit better. So I've got to take my biased hat off and look at it from, you know, it's doing very, very well in the precursors. It's building a very, very good resume. Obviously, we have the BAFTA nominations coming up. They're out on the 3rd of February. That's going to be absolutely fascinating. Huge. Um, I think BAFTA has become more important in recent years. I don't know if you would tend to agree. They seem to have made some some very big calls um, in terms mm-hmm. of people they've nominated and awarded, and then the Oscars have sort of tended to follow suit. So what are we doing on today's episode? Well, we are <laughs> obviously talking about Best Picture. Um, we have 13 films we're going to have a look at in a little detail, but Max, we only have... 10 places we've had a little look at what's on the outside looking in um are there any other big names uh, big films that you think are on the outside that might be looking in i'm, I'm hinting at a, at a couple here <laughs> <sighs> uh, 
the only ones that have like the quote stats that I can mm. see. Uh, I thought maybe Cyrano was going to have a shot, but it doesn't look like it. Mm. Um, I'm still praying for Mass, which is the best movie of the year, by the way. Um, I know it's not going to happen, which is just disgusting, but (laughs) um, they love... I mean, Wes Anderson's a big hit. I could see Mm. French Dispatch. I could definitely see House of Gucci happening. Yeah, I wanted to pick your brain on that. Yeah. Um, Were you... you, Briefly, were you a fan of House of Gucci? The Gooch. I thought it was a fine movie like there's (laughs) again if people watch my channel i i don't really talk bad about movies and i don't think Mm. it's a bad movie by any means but it just didn't really do anything for me yeah i know that i know many people who really loved it which is awesome it just didn't it didn't it just didn't do what i wanted it didn't hit the way i wanted it to but i'm glad it did for some people the one thing I would say about House of Gucci, it was one of my most anticipated films of the year with the cast, yeah, with the director, with the premise. And I had issues with, with House of Gucci. But when House of Gucci got that SAG ensemble nod, that was I big. thought that, that, was, that was a real sign of strength. But then obviously it misses the PGA. So I'm now thinking, is that SAG ensemble actually just a tick in the box for Lady Gaga, Jared Leto? It's a crazy cast. I think that's kind of what, it's, what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the others that we could mention, um, obviously you've got these ideas and I wouldn't be disappointed. You've got two big blockbusters on the outside that, um, particularly, uh, no time to die did very well on BAFTA long list, yeah. no time to die, spider, no, Spider-Man, no way home. Is there any universe when these sneak in at that 10th spot? There's a universe. Absolutely. As we've, as if you've watched Spider-Man, there's a, you know, the multiverse. I mean, anything's possible. Um, I mean, Ace Eddie has no time to die. Um, it has ADG, SDSA, CDG, MUAH, MPSA. So, like, it has good numbers. Mm. But it, I think it needed, unless it gets BAFTA, I would be pretty surprised. Um, yeah. I also... I really like following. This is one of my favorites. I like I like following AFI's top ten. Yes, yes. That is one of the biggest, almost as much as the PGAs. They are incredibly accurate. Last year, uh, they missed two. Year before, one. Year before, two. Year before, one. Two, 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 two. Like next to the PGA, mm. they're really close. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll get on to that in the in, in some of the stats we've got. We've got a, a, a list of people who have obviously made yeah. that that award. Um, so, yeah, I think the ones on the outside looking in, you've got Spider-Man, No Way Home, House of Gucci. I had Spencer. I, I loved Spencer. I'll just say that briefly. Me too. I thought Spencer was going to get in the 10. There's nothing to suggest that it will get in the 10. Um, another one that I put on the list, which has got absolutely no chance, but was actually the betting favourite and spoke about as a, a serious awards contender, and that's In the Heights. That seems Oh to have, my God, yes. Yeah, that that just seems to have vanished. Um, I know a lot of people were, were big fans of that movie. So what we're going to do, Max, is we're going to dive in. We're going to analyze these films one by one in a little bit more detail. Um, the first thing to, to say, basically, is this Oscars race, to me and to the bookmakers, looks like a bit of a three-headed monster between yep. The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, and Belfast. Um, 
And for those of you who understand betting odds, the power of the dog is the 7-4 to four favourite. West Side Story is 5-2 to two second favourite. And then Belfast is the third favourite at 11-4. to four. That is incredibly close. In other seasons, things like Nomadland have been much shorter price. The, the runners in behind have been much bigger. So it looks like a three-headed monster. And then after that, you've got a number of films at you know 14-1 to one and bigger prices all the way out to being the Ricardos, which is a 50 to 1 shot to win Best Picture. And being the Ricardos is the first film we're going to have a look at. A look at. Um, and being the Ricardos follows Lucy and Desi as they face a crisis that could end their careers and another that could end their marriage. This is distributed by Amazon Studios. It's directed by Aaron Sorkin. It stars Nicole Kidman, Javier Bardem and J.K. Simmons. Uh, I actually watched this film today. Um, mm. bef- I, I, I'll say I was a big fan of it. And the, 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 the thing I really want to say was Nicole Kidman, I was surprised on paper that she won the globe but when i saw her performance i was less surprised i thought her performance and javier Bardem and jk simmons actually was absolutely brilliant what do you make of being the ricardos and what's its resume like for awards season yeah i mean okay so it has what it has golden globe screenplay Mm. uh it's made two bafta long lists but the only nominees that it has are screenplay for globes PGA, which is obviously the big one, WGA, which is good, and a set design, mm. um, which makes sense. So, like, yeah, the the big one there is is the PGA. That's the thing that stands out. That's the one where I'm like, oh, well, that kind of doesn't make sense. Like, I, yeah, I thought yeah. that it would be Tragedy of Macbeth. Like, that's yes. the one that makes more sense to me to kind of put in, but it missed PGA. But, like, if, again, I tr- I really go by best picture of, like, PGA and AFI. Yeah. So, being the Ricardos has PGA, AFI has Tragedy of Macbeth. Yes. So, which one do I go with? I, gen- like, again, I think one of them is getting in. So, being the Ricardos, like, I think Nicole Kidman is definitely either going to win or, I mean, she's getting nominated. Mm. Um, I just, I don't, I... It's a it's it's a good movie. Like it's fine. Um, I do think Oscar voters are gonna really like it a lot. Mm. Um, but I don't see it as. I mean, if it's anything, it's definitely the, the tenth slot. Yeah, and yeah. if not that, it, it's gonna be eleven or twelve. I would tend to agree. Obviously, Aaron Sorkin is a four-time Oscar nominee, one-time winner uh, in screenplay. Um, Nicole Kidman, four Oscar nominations, one win. Javier Bardem, three Oscar nominations, one win. So there is there is a narrative for for the Academy liking this kind of movie, for liking Sorkin, for liking the people involved. But it's... The thing about being the Ricardos, I watched it today, it's very fresh in my mind. It's... It's it's a film. Do you know what I mean? And I'm yep. it's you know there's some films that you <laughs> think any year, any season that's getting in the 10 or depending on how many nominees there are but that's getting the best picture nomination. Totally. I'm not convinced that being the Ricardos is one of those slam dunk nominations every single year. Um like you said the PGA that's a huge hit for it. That's going to that's a real sign of strength. Um and it brings us on to our next film. Um, which is the tragedy of Macbeth, which you did uh, mention. Um, well, I would, yeah, let me read that one because I yeah. I love Macbeth. So a Scottish lord, even though I shouldn't say it because 
it's this, you can't say the Scottish play, but a Scottish <laughs> lord becomes convinced by a trio of witches that he will become the next king of Scotland, and his ambitious ambitious wife supports him in his plans of seizing power. Distributed by Apple TV Plus, A24, has a perfect running time of hour 45, directed mm. by the one and only Joel Cohn, and stars my arguably my favorite actor of all time, Denzel Washington, oh, wow. also one of my favorite uh, sorry, excuse me, one of my favorite male actors, one of my favorite female actors also, Frances McDormand. Um, man, I will just, I mean, this isn't necessarily about the best picture, but this should be sweeping cinematography. I t- couldn't, I could not agree with you more. Um, uh, there's, there's literally no comparison for me. I don't hmm. understand anyone who has anything different than that. Even Dune. I love Dune. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Tragedy of Macbeth is a mass work of cinematography every frame if you pause it you could frame it yeah you <laughs> you literally took the words out of my mouth regular listeners of the show will know that i say good cinematography pause the film frame what you see what yeah. have you got and there you go some of those shots in the tragedy of macbeth Come made on. my jaw hit the floor i've seen this film twice i saw it the first time at the london film festival me and craig uh, went to a local independent cinema recently, had a cheese board, um, hmm. <laughs> and and really enjoyed this film. In terms of its resume, um, it's got the American Film Institute Award, so it's got AFI Top 10 and National Board Review Top 10. So you've said how important that AFI is. And also, th- here's the narrative. I'm just thinking Joel Cohen and Ethan Cohen have each been nominated for a total of 14 Academy Awards and have won four. Um is there a narrative that the Academy loved Joel Cohen and that just sneaks him in that 10th spot? I hope it gets in, personally. Yeah, um, so, so do I, just because, I mean, Denzel is, like yourself, one of my favourite uh, male actors. Yeah. Him doing Shakespeare, give me more of that. Um, yeah, you also, know, go ahead. No, 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 you please. Catherine Hunter should be a frontrunner in this. I, again, you are literally taking words out of my mouth. The physicality of her performance. Honestly, again, my jaw was hitting the floor. The gorgeous visuals, the physicality. um, She stole the movie from me, by the way. Yeah, I I mean, me and Craig might be doing the Is It Worth It Awards this year. And uh, she would be in my my supporting actress uh, five just yes, me too. An incredible performance. Uh, and in terms of another film that's possibly in some people's ten, not in other people's ten, that's Tick Tick Boom. Um, ah. And this is this is you know, this is definitely a contender uh, for best picture. Um, what's this film about? Well, on the cusp of his thirtieth birthday, a promising young theatre composer navigates love, friendship, and the pressures of life as an artist in New York City. Um, This is distributed by Netflix, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, starring Andrew Garfield, uh, Robin de... uh, Is that de Jesus? Robin de Jesus. Robin de Jesus. um, Alexandra Shipp. It's, It's got a great cast. It's... I wasn't blown away by Tick, Tick, Boom, but I tell you what it is doing. It is ticking the boxes for... um, Awards. Nice. Um, that was a really good one. <laughs> see, see what I did there. Um, <laughs> that was brilliant. 
Golden Globes nominated for Best Motion Picture Comedy or Musical. It obviously lost that. Um, Critics' Choice nominated for Best Picture. Satellite Awards, it was nominated for Best Motion Picture Comedy or Musical. Top 10 at AFI, which you think and I think the stats would suggest is key. And it gets that PGA. Max, what's your thoughts on Tick, Tick, Boom? I Okay, I... This movie is perfect to me. I think it absolutely... I've also known the show for years. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I've literally been singing this music for since it came out. Um, so to see it up on, a, uh, on my screen was a very strange experience. It, it was like in the heights it was like seeing in the heights for the first time it's, yeah. it was such a like almost a religious experience and they had cameo after cameo but the cameos were all justified they weren't there just to be like oh look we have a cameo it's like no they served a purpose and it worked mm. and everything was like everything had a reason and i recently interviewed steven levinson um the writer the the, the one uh he wrote the screenplay for the film oh, wow. and uh, everything that i hoped happened behind the scenes happened Mm. and the way that there was just so much love in this movie made me so happy now when it comes to you know the awards i think it's that eight nine ten slot yeah um but you have lynn that's automatically like people people love lynn manuel as they should um pga critics top 10 ace eddie wga sdsa mpse um, Andrew Garfield is contending to maybe win this Oscar. Yeah. Um, it's a really, really great movie. And I, I, you know, I don't think if it would have won over West Side Story, that would have been something. Yeah, that would have been huge. Yeah. Um, and not something as a, like that would have been something, but like that would have been um, crazy. Yeah. Um, so if we're comparing musicals, there's no way it's going to be West Side. Um, but. I think I've had it in my predictions for months. So I I would be actually pretty shocked to see it miss at this point. It it has everything it needs. Yeah, I mean there's 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 one way of looking at this. I've been predicting that it will miss and if I say it's going to miss, it's going to hit because I I'm Oh, perfect. Not- and I feel great. <laughs> I'm notoriously terrible with my Oscars predictions, which is quite hilarious <laughs> considering I'm doing a road to the Oscars show. Before we move on to the next um next film i just wanted to briefly say that i forgot to mention the betting odds on the films we've already had being the ricardos is a 50 to one shot tragedy of Macbeth is 40 to one tick tick boom is 33 to one and the next film is also 33 to one and this is a very very different film it comes from netflix um and it is don't look up two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet earth this is distributed by netflix directed by adam mckay starring leonardo dicaprio jennifer lawrence meryl streep jonah hill kate blanchett timothy charlemagne and mark rylance <laughs> talk Jesus. about a cast um yeah and the first thing i would stupid. say about this is what a tremendous cast it gets that SAG Ensemble, the Screen Actors Guild, nominated for Outstanding Performance Huge. by a Cast in a Motion Picture. That was a big hit. Um, nominated for Best Picture at Critics' Choice. Um, comedy or Musical at the Globes, obviously lost. But also, Max, it gets the National Board Review Top 10 and an AFI Top 10 and a PGA. This is yes, looking pretty locked in, don't you think? Yeah. 
I first of all, Vice did not work for me. Okay. Nor did um, uh, The Big Short. Wow. This is my favorite Adam McKay movie since Anchorman. I really, really, really like this. Should it be running away and have more nominations than Tick, Tick, Boom or like Licorice Pizza? Absolutely not. Yeah. But it does. I mean, like you said, it, I'm like going through my list. It has like 14 as well. It has. It also has Ace Eddie, which yeah. obviously film editing is huge when you're predicting the best picture. Um, has WGA, ADG, SDSA, CDG. It has like 14 or 15 of the big ones. Um, so it, it's almost like you would be pretty ridiculous to not have it in. The only yeah. thing like it doesn't have is director. Mm. Um, but what I have learned from Adam McKay movies is that you just don't count out Adam McKay and you should just probably maybe have him in everywhere because <laughs> he doesn't seem to miss. Yeah, yeah. You- like no one thought Vice was going to go as far as it did. No mm. one thought The Big Short was going to go as far as it did. No one, I mean, to my knowledge, no one thought Don't Look Up was going to get this far and yeah. this many things, I think. Also, it didn't work for a lot of people that I've talked to. Mm. I mean, the thing about Don't Look Up briefly is it's it's about as subtle as a herd of stampeding rhinoceros. You know, it's like <laughs> being hit round the head with a large salmon. It's not a subtle movie, but I think it's got such an important message. Um, I, I think it's got brilliant performances um, and it's, you know, it's ticking the boxes. We talk about getting that resume. It's got a strong hand. I think you'd be a brave person um, not to have this in your Oscars 10. Uh, Don't Look Up is a 33 to 1 shot. That's its price to win Best Picture. Do I think it has a chance of winning Best Picture? Absolutely not. Do I think it will be nominated? Absolutely. Um, it's It's just got... It's ticking the boxes. It's got everything you need to see. Uh, And the next film on our list, my word, I hope this gets nominated. It's Coda. It's a 28 to one shot. Um, Max, if you could just briefly summarize what this film is about. Yes. As a Coda, which is a child of deaf adults, Ruby is the only hearing person in her deaf community. And when the family's fishing business is threatened, Ruby finds herself torn between pursuing her love of music by wanting to go to Berkeley College of Music and her fear of abandoning her parents. Distributed by Apple TV Plus, the best move they have made since becoming an Oscar contender. Mm. Uh, Directed by Sean Hader, uh, starring Milia Jones, Troy Kotzer, Marley Matlin, uh, Daniel Durant. There's a Unbelievable yeah. cast. Um, I saw so I saw this at Sundance. Oh wow! And I was I, besides Mass, which again I will not. I refuse to ever shut up about that movie because <laughs> it is. I was tangent, not really. I was making a top ten movies literally of all time today, and I I thought about putting Mass on there. Oh wow! Anyway, we can talk about that another time. Coda, you walk out of that movie and you cannot help but just feel amazing. Yeah, and I think. Like almost kind of almost like Belfast, it's just a really really great film that you want to celebrate, mm. and it is just so. I don't think I've ever met I, ever. I don't think I've met a single person who didn't at least enjoy it. Yes. Um, and also Troy Kotzer. Oh, uh, are you kidding me? Mm. I saw the movie at Sundance and I said this is great. Troy Kotzer should be winning an Oscar. Yeah, and if it yeah. wasn't for Jason Isaacs, um, and again, it has a, it got Globe, it has um, SAG, which was a 
massive nomination, yeah. especially for a cast that's not like big names necessarily, mm. you know, unlike Don't Look Up, yeah. uh, House of Gucci, King Richard, you got Will Smith, Belfast, which is, I guess, closer to what Coda would be, but it has all three big BAFTAs, PGA, Critics, AFI, WGA. Um, so it, it has the right things to get in um, and it should get in. And I think that also Sean Hader could pull an upset in director. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a bold prediction. Um, I think it's very possible. She, I, I really think that she could do it. I mean, I would love to see it. Like, Coda, when I first saw it, I forgive me, I can't remember how long ago it was. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I thought was, this just screams best picture. Um, yes. Like, this is surely one of the best films of the year. It's moving. It's tremendously acted, brilliantly directed. I love the screenplay. I loved everything about this. Um, I think Marley Matlin is tremendous in it. Um, She won Best Actress for Children of a Lesser God in 1986. Uh, At age 21, she's the youngest Best Actress winner and is the only deaf performer to have ever won an Academy Award. Um, Yep. And she's just tremendous in this film. I would be... Shocked if Coda wasn't in the ten, and I would be—I'd be pissed. <laughs> Full transparency. I don't. I wouldn't get pissed about most of these movies missing. I would be absolutely pissed if Coda missed. I'd be so mad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was about to say the exact same thing. I'd be shocked, and I'd be yeah pissed. Um, really, really uh, angry. It'd just be because so sad. It's it's just a tremendous film. Um, the it next is. film on our list is from. Gilmaro del Toro, um, and it's Nightmare mm. Alley. Um, it's a 25 to 1 shot to win Best Picture. Again, that's very, very unlikely. Um, an ambitious Carney with a talent for manipulating people with a few well chosen words hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. Um, distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures, um, starring Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette. Um, this, this, I was, <laughs> I was, yes, I agree. <laughs> do you know what I'm trying to say? It, in terms exactly. of, exactly, in terms of its award, it's got a critic's choice nominated for best uh, picture. It's in the national board review top 10. This to me, isn't a best picture nominee. Um, and I don't think it's one that will get in. Um, I had it on my list. I, I saw it quite prominent in the betting, at, you know, that 25 to one shot shot. And I was, really, you know, it's 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 a it's a good film. It it has a lot to offer. I think the cinematography is lovely. Sure. Um, but I'm not convinced in this season that Nightmare Alley one is going to get in and two should be in. What's your thoughts on Nightmare Alley? And uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, however, comma, I think that it's in that. 10, 11, 12 slot. Yeah. Closer to the 11, 12. Um, like, I, I would still have this over French Dispatch, you know? But I don't think I would have it ahead of being the Ricardos or Tragi- Tragedy of Macbeth. Like, I mean, which makes sense because that's kind of the order we've been going for. But, um, yeah, it has Critics' Choice. It has AFI. It has NBR. Um, has the Writers Guild, which is which is, that's a good one. But... Yeah, it it you know, I think people were really expecting big things from it. I think it has a good shot to get like four or five nominations, probably in those tech categories. Mm. Um I can definitely see it getting in for cinematography, production design, um, maybe even 
uh, that's probably it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, I guess it could get in for sound, maybe costumes, but mm. I, I don't see this as a best picture nominee unless people are like, oh, we love Guillermo del Toro, which like, obviously we do. Mm. Um, but it doesn't feel like the 10th slot if we're yeah. fighting for that. Um, it would have needed the Globe or the SAG, and it's not even long listed to my knowledge um, for the picture, director, or screenplay. Mm. And that would have been very helpful for it, I think. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, I think, I think Nightmare Alley's on the outside looking in, and I think it's going to stay on the outside. It's not, um, it's not going to get in, 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 in my opinion. But a film that is definitely getting in, um, and I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on it. Well, I, I kind of know your opinion. Um, this is one of the best films of the year. Um, if you haven't Agreed. seen it, see it on the biggest screen possible. It's a 20 to 1 shot to win Best Picture, and it's Dune. Um, I'll uh, I'll let you guys know what this film is about. It's a feature adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel about the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy. This is an absolute nominations juggernaut. It's just getting nominations all over the place. And this is the kind of film that I've done a bit of maths it, it's going to get potentially double-digit nominations. Um, oh, definitely. Before I uh, bring you in, Max, it's distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures. Um, Denis Villeneuve is the director. Music by Hans Zimmer. What mm. a score. And then you've got Timothy Charlemagne, Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Estelle Skarsgård, Jason Momoa, Javier Bardem. Um, before I waffle any further... Tell our lovely listeners what you made of Dune and also what you think its 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 Oscars chances are on the back of this ludicrously good resume. Yeah, it has tech. I mean, not technically, it has the best resume of mm. any film. Um, it has nineteen nominations or wins or long lists, like combined. I guess um, next up, I think, would be West Side Story. So, like, this missing would be. Just, I mean, it just actually wouldn't make sense. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to get in, and it's probably going to win a good chunk, mm. I think. Um, is it going to win Best Picture? Probably not. But, I mean, it's gotten everywhere that makes sense. Like, I didn't necessarily expect it to get SAG. That would have, like, been, like... Shocking, it, it, yeah. Someone recently said, like... Oh yeah, but it got stunts. I'm like, okay, sure. So did whatever else did, but they're not up for best picture. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like to me that doesn't count as like an indicator of best picture, um, personally. But yeah, Dune's amazing. I mean, it's it's just so freaking good. <laughs> and <laughs> you watch it and you're like, oh, well, that's just amazing. And yeah, it's getting in. It's not gonna win. Um, but it has the most, it has the most everything, mm. um, by a solid amount. Yeah. I mean, in my notes, I can see it getting nominated for picture director, possibly adapted screenplay, cinematography, yep. production design, costume design, film editing, which you would think makes it a, 
a, a more likely winner than a 20 to 1 shot. Makeup and hairstyling, sound, visual effects, original score. If my maths is correct, that's 11 categories. Um, and I couldn't help but think this film... My, my, my stance on this, Max, is very, very clear. Yep. If this was a, a complete movie, if this was... I mean, the running time, for example, on this is... Two hours thirty-five. Say they made this like a Titanic, and they made it three hours plus. Oh, I would have loved it. And they finished it, right? It's winning best picture, in my opinion. If it's a complete film, it's winning best picture. So I can only think about other films that have been split into three parts. And the, and the and the thing that came to my mind was the Lord of the Rings trilogy. That's um, exactly right. Um, the first film, The Fellowship of the Ring, received thirteen Oscar noms, winning four. The second film, The Two Towers, received six nominations, winning two. But here's the key part. The third film, The Return yep. of the King, 11 Oscar nominations, 11 wins, tying Titanic and Ben-Hur for the most Oscars won, as well as setting a new record for the highest clean sweep at the Oscars. Now, I don't know Correct. how many films there's going to be, whether it's going to be two or three. Um, I'm not 100% sure. But I think... The the future content from from the Dune universe, so to speak, is going to be very much like Lord of the Rings and a player. Um, I don't think it's a best picture winner this year. I would be. I mean, let's just tear up our our predictions and go home if Dune isn't nominated, because yeah, it mathematically it would make absolutely no sense and be like, all right. Pundits, <laughs> critics, festivals, and let's, all let's, guilds, you mean nothing. Let's all just go home. Um, so yeah. unless you've got anything else to say about Dune, I think it's going to be nominated upward of eight, nine, possibly 11 categories. It could win five or six of those. Um, yeah. And rightly so. If you haven't seen it, go and see it. It's still available in, in the UK. I know we've got listeners in the States. Get into your Dolby and your, your IMAX and, and go and enjoy it. And another film that I would recommend, I saw this at the London Film Festival, is um, King Richard. Um, yes. Dune was a 20 to 1 shot. And King Richard's actually according to the bookmakers, more likely to win Best Picture because it's a 16 to 1 shot. And what is this film about? Well, it's a look at how tennis superstars Venus and Serena Williams became who they are after the coaching from their father, Richard Williams. Distributed by Warner Brothers, directed by Zach Balin, starring Will Smith, um, John Berthnell, uh, Sania, Sidney, uh, Demi Singleton and Anjanou Ellis. It's, it, do you know what? I when I saw this at the London Film Festival, I was, I was nervous because I I love my tennis. Uh, I love the Williams sisters. I think they've been inspirational to the sport of tennis, to women's sport, to sport in general. And I went in nervous. I'd heard the buzz about Will Smith, and this film, I've only seen it the once, and I need to rewatch it. it Again, we talk about ticking boxes. It's done that with its awards resume. But when you watch it, it makes you feel good. It makes you laugh. It makes you cry. I was a big fan of King Richard. I think it's looking pretty secure for a nomination. What's your thoughts on King Richard? Where's it slip into this 10, sort of, for you? Yeah, uh, like Dune, which I didn't even forgot to say, King Richard is in the five. I think. I think I'm that confident in wow. those being in there. Um, like if we're going like 
one is somewhere but like one two three or somewhere like between belfast west side and uh power of the dog i would have four five six king richard and dune probably right in there yeah um yeah and if you think about it like you have belfast you have coda you have king richard you have licorice pizza all those with like you know some exceptions in there somewhere but like are like you feel good after kinda <laughs> um which is kind of important for what the world wants right now, mm. especially America. Um, and like, don't look up. It's like, it's political. You know, uh, last year, Nomadland, very right on where we needed the world. Mm. Parasite, the world was just like a, a shit show. So like, you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> like we're going between classes. It's like, you know, and Green Book, you're talking about the Cheeto who was our president. And mm. like... It's, it's, everything is like political. Everything is like there for a purpose. And I think King Richard is a really, really wonderful film. Will Smith is probably going to win his Oscar. Yeah. Um, I think it's between him and Garfield. Um, people love the Williams sisters as they should. Serena Williams is the greatest, arguably the greatest athlete of all time. Mm. Um, forget male or female. Um, so people want to see it. People are seeing it, whether or not the box office says so. Um, and people are enjoying it. A yeah. lot of people are enjoying it. Um, it's getting in. Will it win? No. I mean, anything's possible. But, you know, it has PGA, Critics, AFI, NBR, uh, Ace, WGA. It, I mean, it has everything you need. It Again, it would be shocking. Everything this season is kind of like... One through eight, yeah. everything is like, yeah, these are all getting in. And if they don't, it wouldn't make sense. Mm. And King Richard definitely falls in through that in for the one through eight, I think. Yeah. Where, where, where are you at? Do you? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think I think it should be in the 10. I think it will be in the 10. Um, it's resume, again, you know, as pundits and, and and lovers of the Oscars, we would have to tear up all our notes and go home if it didn't get in. It, it, it wouldn't yeah. make sense. And like like you said, you've got the that three-headed monster. And, and this is sitting like four or five for me. Um, yeah. Because I remember leaving the theatre at the London Film Festival and tweeting. And the first thing I said was, this is getting SAG Ensemble. Like, that's how I felt yeah. when I left the, the theatre. I mean, Will Smith... Gives a tremendous performance. Obviously, you've got um, Benedict Cumberboo, Benedict Cumberpatch uh, there, who's hmm. who's who's in behind with Andrew Garfield. You've obviously got Denzel in that category. Maybe Javier Bardem. As yep. it is every year, it's a strong category. Um, Will Smith is the betting favourite. So from a betting perspective and a bookmaker's perspective, and the bookmakers usually, Vegas usually doesn't get this wrong. Usually, they, they sometimes do. They're expecting Will Smith... To win, so look, I think King Richard is a very, very solid nomination. Um, if it won SAG Ensemble, maybe the, those odds are going to come down, and maybe you can start having a conversation. But we'll we'll, we'll get on to potentially who's going to win SAG Ensemble. But before we do that, um, th th here's here's what I'm thinking. So this comes in at fourteen to one. This next film. Um, which is quite low odds for a film that I... The betting odds are sometimes confusing. This is suggesting that this film has a better chance of winning Best Picture than 
um, King Richard and all the other previous films, and that's Drive My Car. Um, it was picked as the Japanese entry for Best International Feature Film uh, for the 94th Academy Awards, making the December 2021 uh, shortlist. Uh, the synopsis is as followed, and excuse me if I get the uh, the name wrong here. Uh, Yasuki mm. Kafuku is a stage actor and director happily married to his playwright, playwright wife. Then one day, she disappears. Um, I haven't seen this film. Um, Max, I, I know you haven't seen this one either. Um, so forgive us for perhaps brushing over this one. Um, I think... Um, this looks like a very solid contender for best international feature. Um, yeah. I was on Nest, Next Best Pictures website today. Uh, Mr. Matt Neglier, I know you're a, you're a good friend of Matt and a, a fan of his work. He has this as number one. Uh, he has Drive My Car for for Me best too. for best international feature. I should say, not Me best too. picture. He has Drive My Car as one. The worst person in the world. Two. A hero. Three. Four. Flea. Five. The Hand of God. So, what's your thoughts? Could we see a parasite esque? No, no. Okay. I mean, like, uh, listen again. <laughs> anything is possible, but if you look at, like, literally, I'm, I have Parasite pulled up. Parasite, it won International Globe, mm. directed for uh, Golden Globe nominee, Golden Globe screenplay, SAG, BAFTA, BAFTA director, PGA, critics, AFI, DGA, ACE, WGA, USC, ADG. It's it's. And no offense to drive my car, I haven't seen it yet, and I can't make any personal assessments, but like just statistically and like the facts are, it just doesn't have anywhere near that. Yeah. Could it maybe pull in like a Cold War director nomination? Maybe. Yeah. Um but I I would be pretty pretty freaking surprised if it somehow beat out something like Tragedy Macbeth being in the Ricardos. Um or maybe even a couple of these others. I would even probably have Nightmare Alley before I would have Drive My Car. Um, and that's not a personal preference. That's just like a, it just doesn't have the numbers to back it up. Yeah. But that's not taking away its merit because I a, haven't seen it. B, I'm not taking away from it because I don't have any opinion of it. Yeah. Um, it just, it would be very, very shocking. So I'm actually surprised at how high it is, yeah. which is great for it. That would be so exciting. I would love to see um, another international film get in here. That'd be awesome. I, I do wonder if there is that worry, you know, that Parasite Best International and then it sneaks in Best Picture. Obviously, Parasite went on to win Best Picture. Um, I Like yourself, I can only apologise to the listeners. I haven't seen Drive My Car. I've had a pretty busy schedule. I've seen everything else um, yep. on, on this list. Um, but what I would say is it's 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 not in my 10 from a statistical analysis um yeah but something exactly. that is in uh my 10 because i'm bar a few issues i have with the movie which i won't get into um we're on the same page though yeah, yeah i think we probably are licorice pizza is a 14 to one shot um max could you just give us a, a yes. brief synopsis of this uh, of this story of this movie? yes the story of alana kane and gary valentine growing up running around and going through the treacherous navigation of first love in the san fernando valley 1973 this film is distributed by universal pictures director is the one and only paul thomas anderson it stars alana haim cooper hoffman sean penn bradley cooper and my goodness this film is just pure joy <laughs> yeah. it is 
magnificent. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, when I saw the trailer for this movie, I thought, I don't know if I'm going to like that, but as soon as I watched it, I mean, firstly, just want to say Alana Haim, Cooper Hoffman, their performances are just so natural. It's like they've been doing this for 20 years. Um, it felt almost like a documentary how natural they were. Yeah, it, 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 it was amazing. It, exactly that. It felt like this was a real life um, relationship, friendship, however you want to look at it. And someone was just following them around with a camera. Um, exactly. It was beautiful. It's it's building um, a reasonable resume. Um, obviously, it was nominated for Best Picture Comedy Musical at the Globes. Uh, it gets Critics' Choice, Best Picture nomination, National Board of Review, um, honoured and nominated by a number of critical bodies, and it gets that PGA. And this this and is, AFI and, and oh sorry, I must have missed that one out. Um, no, it's all good. AFI as well. So that's a strong resume, but here's what I'm thinking. Paul Thomas Anderson, eight-time Oscar nominee. Yep. Zero wins. That is correct. Does that hinder him? Does that help him? I'm trying to get my head around, you know, does this is this going to be an, a Best Picture nomination and a Director nomination? He's going to be 10 for 0? Like, how do, how do we assess this? Um... I mean, okay, first of all, it's getting in for picture. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt. Um, it, again, it just has everything it needs. It actually, when you do, like, the math, it has, like, the fourth or fifth highest number of just, like, nominations or wins when it comes to guilds and, like, voting. Like, real, like, not real, but, the, like, the Globes, the BAFTAs and all that. Um, will PTA get in? It is very possible. Him missing Globe wasn't helpful, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, I would say, was the one who kind of like took that, which is awesome. Um, but he has the DGA, yes, which is really big. Um, BAFTA longlist, and obviously he's also Critics' Choice. Um, is this gonna win Best Picture? No, probably not. But it again, I would argue, is in the five or six. One, two, three, not one, two, three. We've talked, we've gone over at nauseum. It's somewhere in that four, five, six area. I think. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 you, we said, you said at the beginning, this is a three-horse race. It's kind of like, what else is going to happen? And how many other nominations are these films going to get? Mm-hmm. Licorice Beast is going to get in. I'm more curious if it's going to get, if we'll see PTA get in for director. Mm-hmm. And I really hope Alana gets in somehow. Yeah, I mean, that would be, that's unlikely. Um, but... <laughs> Oh yeah, it definitely is. But I'm still hopeful. Yeah, I mean, you've you've got to have hope. But it, it's it it's a brilliant performance. It's you know, you break it down technically as well. It's she has the Globe and Critics Choice, and she's BAFTA longlist. So like, it's if she gets the BAFTA, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's... but it would be that that's not likely. I know, I know. Yeah. I mean, the the great thing about award season is that you can make a narrative for you know lots of things to happen, and it's brilliant to see how they unfold. But Again, Licorice Pizza, it's a 14 to 1 chance. Do I think it will win Best Picture? No. Do I think it will be nominated? Yes, I do. Its resume would suggest uh, suggest that it's, it's, it's holding a really, really strong hand. Um, now we're getting down to the, to the, um, to the mm-hmm. business end of the list where the, the meat is on the bone, the salad Here is on go. the dressing. Uh, <laughs> and we're, in, <laughs> we're into um, 
Belfast is the next film on our list. That comes in at an 11 to 4 shot. So you notice the difference there. You're looking at 14 to 1 licorice pizza, but then Belfast is 11 to 4. So the bookmakers think Belfast is a much more likely winner, one of the favourites. Um, what's this film about? Well, a young boy and his working class family experienced the tumultuous late 1960s in Belfast. Um, Distributed by Focus Features, directed by Kenneth Branagh, um, starring Jude Hill, Katarina Balfe, Jamie Dornan, Judy Dench and Kieran Hines, to name a few of the cast. Uh, Jude Hill, I did say that. I, I thought, oh, good Lord, I hope I haven't forgotten mm-hmm. him. He was marvellous. Um, in terms of its awards resume, it's got National Board of Review, a Critics' Choice Award for Best Picture, Golden Globe nominated for Best Picture Drama, SAG Ensemble, PGA, um, it's it's got a strong resume. One thing that I wanted to pick up on, it had eleven nominations at the British Independent Film Awards, and it won zero. Is that a concern yeah. for you, or how, how do you assess Belfast's resume? What did you think of it as a movie? What's the angle here? Um, no, the Brit, the uh, what did you say, Biffa? Yeah, British Independent Film Awards. Yeah, yeah. um, sure. It it not winning one is like. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Mm. But it had 11 nominations. Yes. And again, it has everything it needs. The only reason it didn't get WGA is because it wasn't... Eligible. It it couldn't. Um, Yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of the word ineligible. Um, (laughs) But yeah, to me, Belfast is one of the three, which is exactly where we've been going Mm. before we even talked about it. I think most people on the planet have this as a three-horse race. Yeah. and it's not even like last year where you're like, Nomadland is winning, and if it was anything else, it'd be really surprising. This year, it is different, because I do think any of these three, I actually would probably have two, but I'll say that at the end, mm. um, would be the front runner. And I think Belfast has a really, really good shot of it. Um, unlike Power of the Dog, which is kind of closer and hear me out, is to, like, Nomadland as far as, like, a slow burn yeah. is con- concerned. Um, not as far as themes, not as far as nothing like that. Just, like, Belfast kind of moves a little bit faster. Um, and I think there's going to be a large group of people who would rather have Belfast, and there's going to be a really large people who also want Power the Dog. Mm. And then there's also people like me who would vote for West Side Story out of, like, oh, those wow. three. Um, by a lot. I would vote West Side Story. Um <laughs> There's absolutely no comparison, but um, yeah, Belfast, it has a good a shot as anyone. It has 13, 14 big nominations and it won the screenplay, um, but dog winning the the globe yeah. was really, really helpful. And let's see if you go back, Nomadland, one globe, Parasite, one international. So sure. Uh, Green Book. That well, that did that win? Was that up for comedy or drama? What did they do? Drama, I think. Okay. Um, Shape of Water was a nominee. Moonlight won for uh, drama. So, like, recent past says the winner is probably gonna win, mm. or at least it's in the second. So, I, I I'm between Belfast and Power of the Dog in full transparency. 
Yeah, um, that, that's where I'm at as well. I mean, we'll, we'll get on to, I believe, yeah, West Side Story is next. Um, yeah. The, the Golden Globes, I, I don't want to get too much into the controversy. Things need to change. That's that's all I'll say on that. Um, yeah. Big time. Um, how much impact the Globes have this season in terms of the Oscars is only something we will be able to look back with hindsight. Do you know what I'm saying? So... For me, the power of the dog winning Golden Globe Best Picture Drama was a big deal, uh, and I still think yes, that that award is is important. Um, for me, eleven nominations at, um, at Biffa and winning zero was a concern. But am I overthinking sure. things? Um, all I would say is Kenneth Branagh has received five Academy Award nominations for Best Director, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor. Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Live Action Short Film, zero wins. Um, so again, Kenneth Branagh has got a, a, a strong Oscars resume. Is he going to have a Best Picture nomination? Yes. Is he going to have a Director nomination? You would think so. So is he going to be 7 to 0 as well? Yeah. I mean, also, it's the only film to have Globe, SAG, PGA, DGA, Critics, Ace, BAFTA long list. It's the only film. Wow. Um, everything else, like you have Globe, SAG, PGA, Critics, WGA, Ace, BAFTA, Don't Look Up, King Richard. And then there's like a mix of like a few of these with like Dune, Licorice Pizza, West Side, Coda, Don't Look Up. They're all kind of sounding familiar. The only one that isn't there is uh, Power of the Dog, but mm-hmm. that also is because it didn't wasn't eligible for WGA. Mm. Um, but you would have to think if it was, it would obviously be nominated, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and the, lo- the last thing I'll say about Belfast, from a from a personal perspective, I, again, I saw this at the London Film Festival. Um, I hated the trailer, man. I, I just really did not like the trailer. I went in with low expectations, came out very, very surprised at the humour. Um <sighs> Is it a a best picture winner? <sighs> we'll get on to that um, because I, I I still have yeah. some I still have some thoughts. It it's definitely a three headed monster, and on paper it's earned its place there. Um, but the next the next film we're going to talk about, I know from listening to you so far that you're a big yeah, if you fan. Could, if, you, if only you could see my face. I'm just like <laughs> giddy right now with excitement. Max is literally dancing. He's got a huge grin on his face. He he looks overwhelmed with joy. He is now actually That's dancing. Right. Um, Max, give us a synopsis. Let us know what the film's about and then dive in with why you love it so much. Uh, spoiler alert, but this masterpiece is an adaption of the 1957 one of the greatest freaking musicals of all time, West Side Story. And it explores forbidden love and the rivalry between the Jets and the Sharks. (laughs) Two teenage street (laughs) gangs of different ethnic backgrounds distributed by 20th Century Studios, directed by my favorite director, probably of all time, maybe him and Pete Docter, Steven Spielberg, stars someone who we won't talk about, Ariana DeBose, David Alvarez, Mike Feist, Rita Moreno, Rachel Zegler, and oh, it, it oh, baby driver, that guy. Um, <laughs> it, so, you know what? I can't say I, Ansel Elgort. I I don't know the. I wasn't there. I don't know the details. I don't know if there any been has anything has been court ordered or whatever. So I'm gonna stay clear of that. Mm. But 
this movie's so good. I don't ever swear, but <laughs> me, this movie's absolutely amazing. <laughs> I, I take it you like I, it, <laughs> Yeah, it was fine. I, I was bored the whole time. I was like, ugh, just get me out of here. The way Tony Kushner adapted the script, uh, uh, cool, was about a freaking gun. Mm. I, I, it was so good. The choreography was amazing. I mean, the, the West Side Story is one of the most celebrated, the original is one of the most celebrated films ever. Forget the Oscars. One of the most celebrated films of all time. I have heard from many people, including myself, and people who are theater lovers who have said this surpassed it. Wow. That's not a statement from just like a random person. These are people who have like grew up on this film. Yeah. Like me. And there are critics and there are pundits who say this film is better than it should have been. And forever, I've been saying, it's Steven Spielberg. What did you expect? Mm. And people are like, oh, yeah, but The Post and like some of his recent stuff. I'm like, okay, great. Stop. You're, it's, <laughs> it, it's Steven Spielberg. He has an unbelievable, diverse cast. Mm. The story is now more important than ever. Good Lord. I mean, if you want to think about it as like Jews and anti-Semitism everywhere, like, and as a Jew, Steven Spielberg is a director, uh, he's a Jew, and you could take this as black versus white, Jewish versus, uh, there's so many ways you can take this film. Um, and if you look at the stats, next to Dune, it has the highest number. It has uh, Globe, it obviously won comedy musical, yeah. which by the way, is the dumbest thing that it shouldn't, it's not two separate categories because <laughs> is West Side Story a comedy? No, it is not. <laughs> no, um, no. It has Spielberg director. You got all three BAFTAs. You got PGA, critics, AFI, NBR, DGA, WGA, ADG, SDSA, CDG, MUAH, MPS, ECAS. I'm just, I, I could just be saying the alphabet at this point. <laughs> it's it's, like, it's got a lot of numbers and letters next to its name. Yeah, smiley face, emoji face. It has everything it needs. Um, it's so good. Ariana DeBose is going to win yes. for supporting, as she should be. Unless it was Anne Dowd or Martha Plimpton, she would she should be winning. Mm. Um, Mike Feist should also be a frontrunner, if not winning. Um, Rachel Zegler should be nominated. It's going to get in everywhere. Next to Dune, it's probably going to have the most nominations. Will it win? That is the question, mm. in the words of Hamlet. Yeah, I mean, for me... Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. No, honestly, I really enjoyed that. And it's it's, <laughs> it's it's great to hear people passionate about movies. And, you know, it's good to hear your your, your thoughts on West Side Story. My, my concern is that the original, which was 1961, I believe, um, I may yep. have got that wrong, um, won 10 Academy Awards, making it the musical with the most Oscar wins of all time. It also won Best Picture. My angle is, can a remake, no matter how good it is, win yep. Best Picture? I mean, we saw that it That is with, the question. For example, A Star is Born. For me, I don't know if you remember um, coming on the show last year. I don't know if I managed to mention mm -hmm. it. A Star is Born, I've been doing this podcast four years, is one of my favourite films of the last four years, probably of the last Magnificent 10. Magnificent film. Probably in my top 10 of all time, maybe. 
it, wow. I, I adore The Star is Born, and that literally fell awesome. flat on its face, and I think that suffered with remake syndrome, which is something I just made up. Um, but do you know what I mean? But you're not wrong. Uh, but the flip side of that is you've got... Um, Debose is 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 the is the betting favorite for supporting actress. You've obviously got Spielberg, mm-hmm. whose name is like printed in gold in Hollywood, um, as and, it should be. And do you know what? It's a pretty damn good film. I'm not saying it's one that I enjoyed as much as you did, but totally. He has adapted it and brought something powerful and relevant and modern and but still honoring the original <sighs> for me it's a two i'll say it now it's a two horse race between the power of the dog and belfast i i agree i don't think west side story will win best picture i i i think the price is too short i wouldn't back it to win best picture um but you know you made a compelling case for it there and and like you said you listed off literally the whole alphabet there of yeah of 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 awards it's made of nominations it's got um the only thing it's missing is the only big one it's missing is ace eddie which again is the single again that was i said at the very beginning of the show one of the one nominations that absolutely was bonkers yeah made no sense that it missed and i guess asc yeah i mean the ace eddie was a film twitter lost its mind um I was oh, it just didn't make sense. Yeah. It's, oh it's a bizarre gosh. one. Um, I don't know the rest of the nominees off the top of my head, but it was. I mean, like, no offense to Tick Tick Boom, which again I thought was perfect. That got mm. a- Ace Eddie over West Side, yeah. and I love Tick Tick Boom, but there's no competition there. <laughs> like, are you absolutely kidding me? Mm. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I, I know exactly what you're saying, but. So we've we've had a look. We've had a look at Belfast. We've had a look at uh, West Side Story. What is the third head on this three-headed monster? Well, if you haven't worked it out now, you're not as smart as uh, maybe you should be. Um, no offense. <laughs> I hope I haven't offended anyone there. It is the power of the dog. This is the seven to four bookmaker's favorite. What does that mean? To put it into perspective, last year, Nomadland, at this time of year, was the bookmaker's favourite. It went on to win. Bookmakers make money. They know what they're doing. They have it as a favourite for a reason. Um, What's the film about? Well, charismatic rancher Phil Burbank inspires fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a new wife and her son, Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. This is distributed by Netflix, um, directed by Jane Campion, uh, starring Benedict Cumberpatch, Jesse Plemons, Kirsten Dunst and Cody Smith-McPhee, to name but a few. Um, One of my upcoming episodes is going to be with Andrew Morgan from the Nomcast. We're going to do a a dive into Netflix's chances come award season post-nomination. But obviously Netflix have got uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. They've got uh, Don't Look Up. And they've got the front runner in terms of the power of the dog. It won um, Best Picture Drama at the Globes. You'd think it would win Best Picture at Critics' Choice. Um, because it just seemingly is sweeping the critic circles. Um, it's got AFI, um, PGA. Um, 
what I want to say about this film, and I apologise for the long pause, is firstly, and sorry to go on a bit of a rant here, Max, um, mm. I apologise to our listeners for my review of this movie. Um, I saw this at the London Film Festival at 8am in London. I had to get up at 5.30. It was That's early for this movie. It, yeah, so I was up at 5.30am, had to commute into London, the film started at bang on 8am and it was at the arse end of the London Film Festival. So I'd already <laughs> seen a lot of films. So the point I'm making is I wasn't in the best place for this movie. I criticised it because of its pace. Um, I thought it had horrific pacing issues. I really struggled with it. But this is the big but. Upon a rewatch, this went from being like my number 7, 8, 9, 10 of the season to my number 1. It really, wow. it really, really did. Like, I completely missed the point of this movie. I missed some of the central themes. I missed some of the wonderful performances. I, to, 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 to cut a long story short, I'm a real fan of this movie. Um, I think it's going to win Best Picture. Um, Max, I'm sorry to rant there, but I wanted to apologise to our listeners because I gave it a bad review. I said it was too slow and uh, it had problems and blah, 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 blah. I was wrong. This is why a rewatch, particularly if you're analysing movies, is important. What did you make of The Power of the Dog? And do you think it's going to win Best Picture? We're at the meaty end of the conversation now. Let me start by saying, yes, this is probably going to win Best mm. Picture. Um, again... It has everything. It's won a lot. Yeah. Um, it won <laughs> the best picture. It won uh, director at Globe. Last year, Chloe Zhao did that for Nomadland. Yeah. Um, and not that that's like equal to winning, because like look at Sam Mendes in 1917. It won both, but yeah. didn't win. Um, so... It's gonna win. What did personally? What I think of the movie? I thought the movie was fine. Um, I recently had a chat with a bunch of film uh, people, and I actually literally said to them, "Can you please explain to me why this is sweeping mm. and why it's doing so well?" And they went into like, I would say, an hour long discussion on the film. Yeah. And so, I want to like keep not my thoughts to myself, but I just need to give it another watch because I think I'll be like you. Um, because the first watch, I was like, sure, it's fine. It also took me three days to get through it. Like, I <laughs> I, I, I really struggled with it for some reason. Yeah. But I listened to... I, one of the people was um, uh, Eric from Awards Watch. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they were talking and they were just saying... Just... They were explaining some very deep deep things that are written into the text that you don't really that I just didn't get. Yeah. And so I'm curious, that doesn't mean that I'm going to get it or that I'll like whatever. Um but to me it was a very fine movie. I thought the score was magnificent. Yes. My goodness, Johnny Greenwood is having himself a year mm. and between that and Spencer, come on. I mean, I Jesus. Yeah. Um but it's it's the favorite. I don't see myself moving it unless unless BAFTA somehow goes to Belfast. Yes, yeah, I mean, um, but it 
because when you compare the two, they're pretty much even. The only thing Belfast has is SAG. Mm. Um, but they both, for the most part, have the same stuff. And Power the Dog is just the winner, I think. And it'll be Netflix's first Best Picture win. Yeah, and uh, Andrew Morgan of the Nomcast will be delighted with that. I mean... I think a rewatch would would be useful um, because, like Definitely. I said, no, I'm going to. Um, what you were saying about people giving you that one hour deep dive, the, the film is like an onion. It's very layered. It's the Definitely. It's so meta. There's so many metaphors in there. There's so much to unpack. And like I said, I just completely missed it on the first watch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this great scene where Jesse Plemons reads a sauce bottle label, um, and it's just compelling um, <laughs> on, on a side note. But um, I think, you know, some people will say, oh, dear, you know, you spoke for an hour and 20 minutes, and all you can come up with is the power of the dog's going to win Best Picture. Um it has the resume. It has the resume. It's the favourite for a reason. And dare I say it, it's probably one of my favourite, probably my favourite of the year. Um, like you said, the, wow. the, the Johnny Greenwood score is mesmerising. Um, his work on Spencer as well was truly incredible. J- just want to say, I was a big fan of... I mean, on social... On social media, I've I've not put anti-Christian Stewart stuff, but I have been quite vocal about the fact that I think Lady Gaga is going to win the Oscar. Uh, I will say that again on the podcast. Max looks wow. absolutely uh, flabbergasted. I think she'll win SAG, um, and I think she'll take the Oscar. That That's my opinion. Call me crazy. Wow. Um, I thought I'd sneak that into the show. I think the SAG Ensemble was a real show of strength for her and the rest of the cast of House of Gucci. But the point I'm trying to make totally. is... I don't know what the point I was trying to make, but um, <laughs> I've just gone on a bit of a, Some... a of a side um, side tangent there. But um, but I suppose the 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 point I'm trying to make in my rant and and Max is still getting over that Lady Gaga is that anything can happen in awards season. The Johnny Greenwood score that's where I was at is brilliant. I and it was great in Spencer and um, I know I've been a little bit vocal about Christian Stewart's sag snub and this kind of stuff on Twitter, but it's all in good fun. Um, I think, yeah, I think the, the best picture will go to uh, the power of the dog, but are you, are you surprised? I know it's not, it wasn't in the, in the script. It wasn't what we were going to talk about. Are you surprised about my Lady Gaga uh, prediction? Yeah. Where just, you just have the feeling. Which I, I just totally have a fi- get. Well, actually, let me let me blow your mind a little bit more. Um, I, I'm not saying she doesn't have the stats. She's one of the few to have Globe, SAG, BAFTA, and Critics' Choice. So, yeah. like, I, I, you can back yourself up, and I'm I'm with you. <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm just surprised. So, so I'm still a bit butthurt that she didn't win for A Star Is Born, and I have this sure. s- sort of. <sighs> I just got. I was team uh, Glenn Close, by the way, but so I understand. Yeah, I've I've just got a, you know, the stats are there to back it up, but I've just got a feeling. I'm also not ruling out Bradley Cooper for uh, Licorice Pizza. Um, I would be so confused. It would be one of the strangest Oscar wins with the amount of screen time, but but he does get nominated for the Screen Actors Guild in Best Supporting Actor. And it just fascinates me. Wait, you think he's getting... A, wait, wait, wait. As a nomination or a win? 
I, I, I think he's going to get nominated for the Oscar, and I wouldn't rule out him winning. I just, if <laughs> Brad, and I love Bradley Cooper, if Bradley Cooper gets over, gets in over almost anyone, specifically Jason Isaacs, which obviously is not happening because yeah. he hasn't gotten anything, I will mm. lose my mind. Mike Feist! It's, oh it's, my it's, god, it's there's no comparison! Quick... <laughs> I So, to, to summarise, basically, I'm still butthurt that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga didn't win for A Star Is Born. I have this crazy theory that they might get compensation for that. Um, and it would be one of the bizarre um, sort of Oscar stories, Bradley Cooper. But it'd be a really cool story, though. That'd be, that'd be interesting. It would be... It would be a really cool story. So there you hmm. have it, folks. We have, and I do apologize for my ramblings at the end, but when I'm with... I enjoyed it. <laughs> when I'm with someone like Max talking Oscars, I can't help but just get passionate. And uh, Max, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me on this first episode of this year's Road to the Oscars series. Um, Max, it's been an honour to dive into this best picture race with you. Please just briefly remind our listeners where they can find you one more time. Definitely. And again, it was a privilege. I'm honoured that I was good to be the first person. I'm so, oh, <laughs> wow. This made my day. Um, you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Max was a film person. And then Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, at mjoseph492. And also make sure you are obviously subscribed to Is It Worth It? And follow them because uh, it's a really great show. (laughs) Thank you very much, Uh, Max. Appreciate that. Um, And you can also find us on social media we're on twitter at film is worth it you can also find us on facebookery and instagram just search for is it worth it the film review podcast and please email the show at my mail is worth it at is it worth it podcast.com that email address again my mail is worth it at is it worth it podcast.com i just want to say we absolutely love receiving your emails um loreline the gaming bear some regular listeners on one of our last episodes with craig we had some really we got quite emotional because we had such wonderful emails from our listeners um so please do interact with us via email tweet us facebook us instagram us send us a carrier pigeon whatever you deem appropriate um it's been great to have Max on. Hopefully we can do this again next year. We did it last year. Um, the I'm next here. episode is is going to be, and a little drum roll, um, is going to be um, Oscar nomination reactions with Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Um, I'm a big Woo-hoo. fan of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Um, they've become good friends. Um, we're planning to do something shortly after the uh, the Oscar noms are announced. So we've got that lined up. Then we've got Andrew Morgan of the Nomcast coming on to do a Netflix special where we're going to analyse all of Netflix nominations, look at how many nominations it's got as a percentage compared to last year. We're going to look at, Max, how, how many Netflix nominations are going to be transferred into wins make some predictions there Mm. i've also got amy smith coming on to talk about director and if i love amy smith i love amy smith big shout out to amy smith i hope she's listening she's coming on Uh, and then a few special guests which i'll keep up my sleeve 
Um, but it's been an absolute honour spending time with you. I've been David Long, he's been Max Joseph, and this has been Road to the Oscars. We will be in your ears again very soon. Tatty bye.